In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. I'm looking at John 6.30. The Jews asked Jesus, What sign are you going to give us so that we may see it and believe you? He already multiplied five loaves and a couple of fish, and they got 12 baskets filled with the fragments. They didn't see the sign. They didn't see Jesus. They ate their fill, but they didn't see Jesus as the one who multiplied the bread. This is so sick. What sign? Jesus has been doing all these signs, but you see, their hearts are hardened. And because their hearts are hardened, they will not turn to the Lord. What work may we see and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. That's Jesus, the true bread from heaven. The Father sent his Son. The Son became bread so that we might live eternally. But not only bled, bread, the Son became blood so that we might live eternally. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven, that's Jesus, and gives life to the world. They said to him, give us this bread always. Well, you know what? He's going to give them the bread, but they're not going to accept it. Their hearts are hardened. They have no ability to say yes they don't want Jesus. They want to see miracles, but they don't want Jesus. And I tell you, it's time for us to look up and see Jesus. When the Greeks came uh, to Jesus in the 12th chapter of John, they said, we want to see Jesus. I tell you, that should be the cry of the people today. We want to see Jesus, not anyone else but Jesus, who gives himself as bread from heaven because the Father sent him. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me, yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never cast out, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. No one who comes to Jesus will be cast out. I have used this scripture so many times 
to people who say, well, I'm too bad. No one who comes to me will I ever reject, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. Has the Father given Jesus, has Jesus given you to the Father? Yes. You're not to be lost as you surrender to the Lord. You're not to be lost as you give permission over your life. All, all the Lord is looking for is your permission. He's just looking for our cooperation, to cooperate with his plans and purpose for your life, with Jesus' perfect will over your life, that we can say to the Lord, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Because, Jesus, your will is so much greater than anything I could think, ask, or imagine for myself. To understand, Lord, that you have a perfect plan for my life, and you want to take me down paths and avenues, which, as I give my fiat to you, begins to purify my soul and allows me to begin to walk in total free freedom and abandonment to your divine providence. Freedom and abandonment to your divine providence. You know, we were talking about at the prayer meeting yesterday that we need to die. Father, tell him about the dead man again. What do you know about a dead man? He's facing in one direction, and he's got no plans of his own. That's a dead man, and we are called to die. When we are facing in one direction, we're just facing towards Jesus, towards the light of God. We know, you know, a double-minded man is weak in all his ways and should expect nothing from the Lord. But when we're only facing towards Jesus, towards his light, towards his kingdom, we become wide open for his graces and his love. What was the second thing you said? He has no plans of his own. Oh, yeah. And that's the most important part. Because when we have plans of our own, we, we get in the way. We get in the way of what God has planned for us. You don't want to get in God's way. You know, it, it's very easy. It's very easy when we can just stay out of the way of the Lord and we just say, Jesus, what do you want from me today? What can I do for you? What do you have planned for me? And you know, he might say, okay, we're going to go to work. We're going to have a wonderful breakfast together. I'm going to let you walk in peace and joy. And as you walk, there's going to be someone you come across who you're going to reveal my love to them through you, that I'm going to open up the wonders of the Spirit. I'm going to allow you to look at nature and see me reflected in it. You know, Jesus has little surprises for us each and every second of our day. But as we bring our attention to Jesus and look to Jesus, we get to receive these little graces. But when we are focused on our plans and what we think we should be doing today and this and that, we get consumed within ourselves. We get lost within ourselves, and we can't experience the wonders of our Lord and Savior. All that the Father gives to me will come to me. The Father draws us to Jesus. 
and no one who comes to me will I ever reject. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. I tell you, that needs to be our model. I come to do thy will, O God. As Anthony said, a fiat, ah yes, Mary said yes, her fiat, to the angel Gabriel. How God wants us to say yes to Jesus for his plans with us, for us, and through us. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him, Jesus, may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. As we believe in Jesus, we have eternal life. We don't have to wait till heaven. Already we have eternal life because we believe in Jesus. We've given him our lives. You know, it's time to give Jesus your life. It's all messy anyway. It's so the only thing good about a messy life is that God can bring order out of it through Jesus Christ and through his Holy Spirit. Then the Jews began to complain about Jesus because he said, I am the bread come down from heaven. They didn't believe he came down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? In other words, we know Joseph, we know Mary. How did he come down from heaven? They have no idea. Their hearts are hardened. They do not believe. How can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. If you have come to Jesus, the Father has drawn you there. And Jesus draws us to the Father. Oh, yes. It wasn't my experience that I would choose God first. The Father drew me to his only begotten Son. If you love Jesus, the Father drew you to his only begotten Son, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Are you coming to Jesus? Then you've learned from the Father. Oh, yes, the Father who sent him from heaven to be the sacrifice for our sins. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Jesus has seen the Father. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that you may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Listen to this. And the bread that I will give you is my life for the world and the bread is my flesh. This is what draws them away, that you've got to eat his flesh. And eventually he's going to say you have to drink his blood. 
And these are Christians that left everything to follow Jesus. They were not Sunday Catholics. They said, how can we stay with him? He's telling us to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Because when we do that, we become one substance with the Lord. We get supernatural grace, you know. Before this, me, Father Matt, Father Joseph, Father Tom, we, we got to have Mass in the chapel. We got to eat the, eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood in the Eucharist. And you know, the presence of God, the glory of God, it, it fell so, it fell so greatly in that chapel. You know, the soft presence of our, of the Son of Man fell and we could feel, we could feel it just filling us and flooding into us. You know, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever we ask in Jesus' name, the key is, He will do it. He will do it. Because when we, when we ask Jesus to do something in your life, when you ask, and then you get out of the way and let Him do it, He does it for you. And why does He do it for you? Because it glorifies God the Father, because He sent the Son. There's so many times in your life that you need things done and you pray that Jesus will do it for you, but then you don't get out of the way. You ask Jesus to do it and then you try to do it on your own power. But it says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. So we got to understand in the power of Jesus that anything you ask him, he will do it for us. Father, in the name of Jesus, give me supernatural faith and father that these scriptures come alive with us that we see the fullness of truth the fullness of truth in every word of the bible and we can begin to live and walk on this earth as jesus did and we'll never turn away as apostles of the lord we'll never turn away from him and we'll just continue to the end in the fullness of what he's given us you see the disciples didn't know that on the night before he died, he was going to say, this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and he said, this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. He said that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. He says this in John, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread which I give you is the life for the world, is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. As Catholics, this is our faith. The sacrifice of Mass. What is the sacrifice? We make present the crucified, risen Savior, the same one who saved us at Calvary. It's the sacrifice of of Calvary, 
Oh, yes. You see, we are under the cross with Mary and John and Mary Magdalene at Mass. And at Mass, we not only are under the cross, we understand the cross because of what he has done for us. Oh, yes. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. As Anthony said, this morning we had Mass together. It doesn't often happen that we all gathered in the little chapel. We usually have one or two people gathered for Mass, but all of us were there this morning, all but Father Arthur, who did the Mass at the convent. For my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. You say, but I don't drink his blood, I just eat his flesh. Well, within the flesh is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So whoever eats me will live because of me. This is so clear, but the disciples think he's talking about something that they're scared of, cannibalism. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When we are in the Holy Land, we go to the synagogue that is in Capernaum, and we preach John 6, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Oh yes, Jesus knew what he was going to do at the Last Supper. Jesus knew. And we need to be very, very saintly when we receive the Eucharist. We need to be holy when we receive the Eucharist. We're receiving God Almighty, who was sent by the Father. When, when we get to receive the fullness of Jesus in body, blood, soul, and divinity, you know, when, when we are taking it in a saintly way, we're taking it when we're disposed to receive the graces, there is nothing we can do which is a greater prayer to God, which can more greatly imprint the Lord's divinity within us, his characteristics, his attributes, his love, his compassion, his just himself, Jesus himself in the flesh. You know, we need to be so grateful and thankful for the gift of Mass, for the gift of the Eucharist. It's not a ritual. It's supernatural. The, the Mass is not a ritual. It's a supernatural gift. It's the greatest prayer that we can ever offer back to the Lord. It's not something to just do on Sunday where you check off the boxes. You know, taking just going to Mass and taking the Eucharist without truly being open and, and loving and understanding of what we're being given 
it could hurt Jesus and offend him even more. It's not something to be taken casually. It's something to be taken with praise and thanksgiving Amen. and love and reverence and adoration and adoration. Jesus, we thank you and we love you and we bless you for the, giving us your body and blood to eat, for giving us your church, for giving us your mass, the sacraments, Lord. Let us never turn like the apostles. Let the teaching never be too hard for us. Give us a supernatural grace, Lord, to just open our eyes to this supernatural realm, the supernatural realm which you have given us through your church. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. When many of his disciples heard it, eat my flesh and drink my blood, they said, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe, for Jesus knew them at first who were the ones who would not believe and who were the ones that would believe him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by my Father. Next line, John six sixty six. Because of this, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him, and he didn't call them back because he meant what he said, and he said what he meant. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose the twelve? Yet one of you is the devil. He was speaking of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, though one of the twelve, was going to betray him. We never want to betray Jesus. We love Jesus. We want to be reverent when we receive the Eucharist. We want to go back to our seats and remember that we have just received the Son of God, the one who is from heaven, the one whom the Father sent. And that's why in the Church's wisdom, we end Mass right after we receive the Eucharist. Because sacramentally, the Lord is with us for 15 minutes, and we're to sit there with Jesus and just let Him give us divine fusions, to commune with Him in a way, in a way that is so supernatural and so wonderful that it's just the greatest gift, you know. You know who hates the Eucharist? The devil. The devil knows exactly what the Eucharist is. And he will do anything to lead people away from the Eucharist. Because he knew, knows the supernatural sacramental graces. He knows 
what a grace it is to God. You know, it's funny, even in Salem, you know, it's very sad. They have a black mass around Halloween. We go out there and pray the rosary and convert the people. But even the Satanists, they know exactly what the Eucharist is. They go to the Catholic Church and they take a, they take a consecrated host to desecrate it. You know, the, the devil hates the Eucharist and he will do anything to trick and to lead and to deceive people from the true understanding that it is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ which we can consume and is the greatest gift and the greatest mystery that the Lord ever gave us upon this earth. The Satanists do not go to the Baptists for communion. They go to the Catholics because they know that this is Christ and they hate him. They hate him. But we pray for them too, exactly. that they would come to believe that he is the Lord and he is the Messiah. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, fiat, let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Get the confession so that you can receive the true presence of Jesus Christ. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.